Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. I'll invite you to turn with me uh, to the book of Matthew, chapter number 11. We're just going to read, begin reading at verse number two. Amen. If you got to say amen. Amen. The Bible says when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Amen. And with the help of the Lord, I just want to talk to you for the next few moments from this title, Now and Then. Now and Then. So sometimes uh, sometimes in life, and I know a lot of you know this to be very, very true, some things in life aren't what they always seem to be. You ever had an experience where things really, you know, aren't what they, what they seem? Things, things. Matter of fact, um, sometimes things can leave us a bit puzzled at times, confusing. Um, and many times, life is is kind of like putting the pieces of a puzzle together, right? And as time progresses, uh, you get another puzzle piece and another puzzle piece, and you're just kind of fitting it in where it's supposed. Uh, to go. Anyone here have any vacation left planned for the for the summer? And y'all wait till it's hot to like go someplace. <laughs> if we've got a, a beach destination or something, sure, you know, but uh, I try to get it, go in and get someplace where it could be very comfortable. Uh, but uh, no, good for each and every one of you. I uh, vacations, family vacations are always a, a joy to us, and we always love getting away and spending time with uh, with family and experiencing new places. Um, and uh, one one year I remember in particular, and I got to thinking about this yesterday, we were cleaning out the boys' uh, playroom. Uh, they were not in there helping us, which was pretty important because Usually we let them decide, hey, what should we donate and what should we trash? And we ended up donating two things and trashing nothing, and we have the same pile to stare at for another six months. And so we decided, no, they're not going to be involved in this. We're just going here. If it's missing pieces, if it's broken, if we don't know what it is, uh, then it's going in the trash, right? And so, um, but we were able to get a lot cleaned up. But several things that we uh, cleaned up yesterday were puzzles old old puzzles and uh how many of you have ever started putting a puzzle together to wind up missing one or two puzzle pieces at the end 
How many of you have ever bought a puzzle brand new, got all the way to the end? I knew my mother-in-law had, got all the way to the end. You returned that, didn't you? Oh, she, she didn't return it. I thought she returned it. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I, thought that, uh, I thought that she had returned it. But on vacation, uh, I remember one year in Florida, there was a puzzle that everybody we had laid out on the uh, table that as the week went on, you know, and as we were waiting on others to get ready to go out to eat or to go and do something while everybody else was uh, ready, we all sat around the table and we're putting together uh, this puzzle and throughout the week trying to, trying to get it done. One thing I know about puzzles, uh, and I'm not like a, just the, the, puzzle connoisseur guy like they're fun like they're, it's okay it's just not really my thing but one thing I do know about is there's many different ways to to go about this right there's strategy that is in place uh you you know you really got to think sometimes and I know that one of those uh strategies is the colors right uh we're gonna put the greens over here because there's grass and then we're gonna we're gonna take all the blue and we're gonna compile them together we're gonna set all the blues over here and the and the blacks and the browns and how many are you a, a, a color sorter whenever it comes to puzzles yeah you can sort the colors. others of you may be like you know it's not the colors it's it's what it's the border right it's it's all the way it's all the way around how many of you are the border folks like okay wow wow how many of you are kind of both like i'm just switzerland just kind of like in the middle like you know okay you know how many of you are like, forget it. Let's let's watch the game. Let's throw the puzzle. <laughs> okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's funny. But have you ever recognized that when you're when you're working a puzzle, you always end up with this one piece that seems like it should go here, and then you're just you're trying your hardest. Like this, this the color matches up. Everything about this piece. Looks like it should go right in this place. And you, and you think that it, it can't go any, anywhere else. And once you can't figure it out and you flip it upside down and you're trying to work it to get it in this place right here, and you know, all of a sudden you arrive at like, man, that is just really messed up. Like this doesn't really work out. And a lot of people just kind of flip it up and just move on throughout their day and said, this is just, this is just dumb, you know? And so, and if we're being real, a lot of us just, you know, we do that. Like, okay, I'm just going to move on because this doesn't make sense. This is supposed to go here, but it's not. But, but here's, here's the thing. Um, when you're trying to solve a, a puzzle, uh, what, what, do you, what do you need? What do you need to do that? You need that, don't you? You need that. You need the box top is, is what you really need. You've got to have that because... Because this makes sense of all of the different pieces, right, that are scattered out on the table. This is what, this is what makes sense in the end. And so the thing is, in, in life, we don't have this. You know who has this? God has this. We just have a bunch of the pieces that are pieces that are in there and we're and we're trying to make sense of it sometimes and we're trying to make sense of this one over here and that one over here and it can leave us at times just very puzzled just puzzled 
And, and so let, let's take a look at Scripture. Um, and I know we're in Matthew 11. We're going to get there. But turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I just want to read verse, verse 12. The Bible says this, now. Everybody say now. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then, everybody say then, we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. So right now we have, we have a now, right? A, a, a present reality, and we're looking forward to the then, where then we're going to know everything clearly. But it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like this, right? So we got a bunch of, of these pieces of the puzzle that we begin to work through that are right now. And we get, we get pieces that we really maybe don't understand. They don't quite fit. And it's, it's confusing, don't we? It happens. And we get this one over here where, and, and maybe this, you know, this piece is, you know, you, you lost your job and, and, uh, and you, you thought this was going to be your career. You thought this is where, you know, you were going to settle in and retire from this place one day. And this was really going to take you into the stratosphere. It was going to provide for your family and, and everything was going to be great. And all of a sudden it's gone. And you're, you're, in the, you're in the now moment, right? Where, you know, and what you know is right now. And you're, you're waiting on the then, trying to make sense of it all. Or maybe you get a, 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 a different piece where you're faced with some sort of obstacle or some sort of sickness that you didn't plan for. And, it, and it's messing up what you had in mind for your future. And that's what you see right now now but you're looking for the then you're trying to understand what's going on maybe and and all of us represent uh we all have journeys right we're all headed to the same place but we're the the paths that we're on are are different from one from another there are a lot of things that are similar in life that we experience one from another but there's a lot that's that's really different there's a lot of pieces that we're handed or, and, and we're trying to make sense of it in the now. And sometimes maybe you feel like your life is spiraling, spiraling out of control or it's already crashed and burned and you're like, you know, that's all I know now. This isn't what I signed up for. My now moment isn't the path that I ch have chosen. Then, And we're trying to understand the then, right? which creates what? Tension in our lives. Does it not? When we're trying to see what, what is out ahead of us, a tension of how do we live in this now, trusting God for the then? How do we live in the now, trusting God for then? Well, the answer for that, we're going to go to the Bible again in Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 6. The Bible says that when John, who was in prison, now stop for just a moment um, and, and, and really park on that. Um, it's important that we establish what John we're talking about here. 
because this is actually John the Baptist. And let me give you a little bit of context here. This is John the Baptist who was the fulfillment of an Old Testament prophecy that had said that I'm going to send one to prepare the way for the Lord like a voice crying out in the wilderness. That is John the Baptist. He was the fulfillment of that prophecy. It's the John the Baptist whose mother was Elizabeth. So you have Elizabeth, then you have Mary, the mother uh, of Jesus, and Mary and Elizabeth are cousins. And so that makes John and Jesus, if you're keeping score, that makes them second cousins. So one time while Mary and Elizabeth were coming together, they both were pregnant. And while in the womb, at the hearing of Mary's voice, John, the Bible says, leaps inside of Elizabeth's womb for joy. The Bible says, at the very hearing of his Savior's mom's voice. It's amazing to me that he knew that he was in the presence of Jesus before he ever drew a breath on earth. It's amazing to me. Now, this is the John the Baptist who was out baptizing people in the Jordan, um, in the wilderness, and upon seeing Jesus says what? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Okay, it's John the Baptist that we're talking about, and the Scripture's letting us know He's in prison. Bible says he heard about the deeds of the Messiah being Jesus, and he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect somebody else? And it's like, what? Like, how can John say such a thing? You read that, and you're thinking, is something wrong? Is he crazy? You know, did you just hear everything that we just talked about, like what's going on? The one who fulfilled the Old Testament prophecy is asking this question. You know why? It's because John got one of these pieces in here. John got one of these pieces that didn't look like it made any sense. Like, whoa, hold on just a minute. I mean, seriously, are you the Messiah? Or are we supposed to wait on somebody else? And if we're being real today, every single one of us has had a moment like that where we're like, man, God, where are you in this? Like, I don't understand. I'm in the now. I need to understand where are you and where am I headed? This just doesn't make any sense sense. And, and John's saying, man, are you sure? Because I didn't sign up for prison. Like this isn't what I was looking for. And this says it wasn't in my five, 10 year plan. John, John's like, y'all, you'll ask him, is he really the Messiah? Or are we supposed to wait on somebody else? I, I'm in the now, John says. So the disciples, they, they go and John's disciples go and they ask Jesus and Jesus replies. Here's what he says in verse four. Go back and report to John what you hear and see. What was it? The blind receive sight and the lame walk and those who have leprosy are now cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Now, this is that moment in Scripture where all the Christians want to jump up and just high-five each other 
and go, oh, you know, we're going to get our worship and our praise on now because this is all good right here. Get the organ warmed up because this is going down because we love this kind of stuff. The blind eyes open and the, the deaf ears can hear. Leprosy, people are cleansed, people are delivered. We love all of that type of stuff. It's kind of like those moments where you get on a roll where you're finding puzzle piece after puzzle piece and this goes here and that goes there and we're connecting all the dots and this makes sense. All this is coming together so nicely. The blind, they're seeing. The deaf are hearing. Life is good. And we celebrate. And that's what we all like. And, and I love that. I, 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 I don't know about you guys. I, I love it when everything makes sense. And I love it when it's all right and it's all good. But then Jesus says something. And he says this. Go back and, and tell him all those things. And then, oh, tell him, blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. You see, what Jesus was saying to John is, John, I am the Messiah who's opened the blinded eyes. I'm, I'm, I'm the Messiah when the deaf hear. I'm the Messiah when the lame walk. And John, I'm the Messiah when you still stay in prison and ultimately die there. Because as we read on, John doesn't get out. And he says, blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. In other words, Jesus was saying, John, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff. And yes, I'm the Messiah. And my sovereignty, John, doesn't depend upon your circumstances. You see, in our lives, sometimes we, 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 we get the pieces that we don't understand. But God's sovereignty doesn't depend upon our present circumstance. Jesus was saying to John, John, here's the deal. I know you've got some now that you don't like. Trust me. There's a then that's coming down the road, and this piece belongs right down here, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to do something incredible and special. You just don't see it yet. It's going to be good. It's going to be grand because I'm doing it, and I'm doing something, John. I'm doing something that is amazing. You just don't see it yet. Talked about this here recently on a Wednesday night or maybe it was previous Sunday, how we can be so arrested in the moment, captured by what is going on in the present that it robs us of the vision of the future. So the real question is, how do we live in the now? And we trust God for the then. And I, I want to pause for just a second, and I want to talk about something that many times can trip up people who are following Christ. And, and it's this. We find ourselves in this, this tension, this tension of the now waiting for the then, and we question like John did. And we, we, we have these questions. Are you really the Messiah? 
Or are we supposed to wait on somebody? I thought it, I thought it was supposed to be different when I signed up for this. I, when I chose to follow you and, 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 and pick up my cross and, 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 and give my life to you, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. I didn't know that there was a prison along the path. And we, and we question God. And this is when the enemy will swoop in and drop a few lies here and there and say, see, look at you. Over there questioning God, questioning what you believe in, questioning your walk, and oh, a little trouble comes your way, and, and all of a sudden, you're just ready to go. See, you question just like that, and you know what? God doesn't even want anything to do with you because you don't have real faith. Your faith is fake. In fact, if you would have had enough faith, you wouldn't even be in this situation. Trust me, the enemy will tell you that. And you hear that, you hear that John, John questions Jesus. And, and what does he reply back with? Verse, verse, in verse 11, I want you to see this. John, Jesus says about John, right in the very midst of his doubt, as John's disciples are going back to tell him that Jesus turns, he turns to the crowd and he says, truly I tell you, among those born of women, which is all of us, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Even in the midst of his doubt, Jesus affirms who John is. Why? Because he loves John. And he understands the tension of the moment, the tension of right now, what he's going through, waiting for the other side of all this, and he loves John all the way through it. Because you see, God, I want you to hear this, God is big enough for your questions. He's big enough for, big enough for our fist pumping in the air like, I don't understand this. He's big enough for our little tantrums that we'll throw sometimes when things don't go our way and we're trying to beat the table, trying to make that peace fit in our life. He's big enough for that. So how do we live in that moment trusting God for what is to come? It's a simple truth, but it's very, very complicated to live by. And it's this, that in the questions of today, in the doubts of today, we trust him with his tomorrows. In the unsureness of today, in the now, when things don't seem to make a lot of sense, we trust in his tomorrows. And we see this in the Bible. We see this Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 where the Bible says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. Now that's good news, that God's got something special that he's doing, that he's got some great plans for us, even when we don't see it now, even when we don't feel like it could be, that it's possible. God's got plans. Now, it feels a little bit puzzling, you know, you sure? <laughs> You checked in on me lately? Um, you know, but oh, then he says, no, 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 no. I've got a plan, and I'm working out something that's really, 
special. You just don't see it quite yet. I want to remind you this morning that our faith is in God, not in the outcomes that we want. Because what we do is, when we're faced with a problem, we prescribe the outcome. This is the solution. This is where I'm trying to get to. This is what's going to come of this. And we say, God, this is what I'm praying for. This is what I need you to do. And we've already got it in our heads that this is what is going to take place. But sometimes, how many know the outcome that we prescribe? A lot of times it's far, far away from what God has. I'll give you, I can give you an example. Um, and I ask our music to come. But if today, if today a doctor said to you, hey, guess what? You have cancer. It's terminal. You're not going to make it. You've probably got a month to live. And then all of a sudden, we hear this audible voice from God. Now, I've never heard the audible voice of God. I know others have. I've never heard the audible voice, but I'm just giving you an example. If you get that phone call, then in an audible voice, in a moment with God in prayer, you hear the voice of God, and it feels so real, and you hear God say, it's going to be okay. Where does our mind go? What do we think? I'll tell you what we think. Yes, I'm going to be healed. All right, I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what happens, what, what, what the scan says. It doesn't matter because I'm going to be healed, right? high-fiving everybody, and we're calling up our friends, and but just hold on a second. That's, that's not what God said. God just said, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We'll say, no, 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 God, God, you've got, you've got to heal me. You've got to heal me for this to be okay, and, and he's like, because you see God's sovereignty again doesn't depend upon our circumstance and where we find ourselves. But in the doubts of today, those puzzling moments, we trust in his tomorrows. And so our faith is it's not in the outcomes that we want. Our, our faith is in God. And I've been in those now moments. Moments where I don't like this peace. I don't understand this peace. I don't know why I have this peace. It seems like it should go right here, but it's not quite fitting in the puzzle. I've had those moments where I don't really like the circumstance. I don't like where I'm at. I've walked several different hard journeys. My wife has gone through a cancer scare. My dad has gone through a cancer scare. 
Easton, premature, weeks in the hospital, and it's your firstborn? Like, you're like, is, you don't know. You don't know. Bennett comes along and has a heart issue. Baby, small. The Reddick, he's just. He's gonna he's gonna have a job in demolition something. I don't know if it's a derby or just wrecking ball crew. <laughs> but I, I've I've had those now. I don't like this piece. I don't want anything to do with this piece. But I do understand God's goodness. And I understand that even sometimes when I get these things that I don't really like. And we get these things that we don't really like, but we serve a God who's got something bigger in mind. He's got something that's better than what we had in mind. In fact, the Bible says that he's got a plan for all of us. He's got a plan to give us a future and a hope. The Bible says that his thoughts are higher than ours. God's got something else that's going on. And you know what? If his ways are higher than mine, I want his ways. And in fact, God is taking all of these little pieces that make up the path and the journey and some of them with, we're, we're great with and we love them. We're, we're blessed people. God has blessed us. God has come through for us time and time again. There's all parts of the picture that are good and great and some of them we're good with and we love them, but others they're not so great and he takes all of them. He takes every single one of them and he works them all out for the good to those who love him and are called. In fact, what I know is that God holds this. He holds the top of the box and he's good and he is loving, and he is all sufficient. He is provider, and in his hands, it's all going to be okay because he holds it all. And so I choose in the doubts of my today, in the doubts of my right now, I trust in his tomorrows. Why? Because you see now, Paul said, now we see imperfectly like a puzzling reflection in a mirror. Oh, but then, then we're going to see everything perfect and clearly. But the then, it may come soon. It may be a year later. It, it, it may come after you draw your last breath, but there's a then that's coming. And God is working it all out. All of the pieces for those who love him.
Stand with me this morning, if you will. How do we live right now trusting God for what is to come? We do it by in the doubts and the confusion of what is today. God, we're going to trust you for what you have around the corner. God, we, we might be perplexed. There may be some things that are coming against us trying to destroy us. But God holds all of that in his hands too. And he's working it all, the good, the bad, the frustration, the tension, the good phone calls, the bad phone calls. He works them all together. The God that we serve, he tells long stories. So don't give up on, on your journey. Don't give up. Don't let what life has thrown at you cause you to stumble in the now. There's a then that we're headed to. We will understand it better by and by, the song says. And as I've journeyed quite a little bit of life, I, that's, that makes more sense to me each day that passes. I should just, if you would bow your head with me and just close your eyes and I want to sing this song. And if you feel puzzled in life, if you, if you just are confused, if there's something that has just kind of got your attention away from where it's supposed to be and in, 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 in your trust with God, and it's trying to rob you of your trust in God, I just, I just ask you this morning, would you just, Lift up your voice and just begin to call out to God in this place. And Jesus, I believe, is there to affirm who you are in him. He told John, he said, there arose no greater prophet. Let him know that. Let him know that he's loved. Let him know that while he's in a prison, let him know that while he's suffering, let him know that while he doesn't understand the peace that he's been handed and he's confused by it, let him know that he is loved. And I want you to feel that today in this room. You may not understand what you're going through. You may not, be, you may not understand why it's you in the moment while you had to face this and while you have to climb this hill. But in the moment, you can know that you're loved by him. And I believe with all my heart, if you know who you are in Christ, you know that you're loved by him. That's going to carry you to the next step, to the next day, to the next season. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.